Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Hello and welcome. My name is Dan Holland, and I'm your guide as we explore Genesis. Now, my job is to set the table for a great discussion, and then your facilitator can take it from there. And today, we're in chapters three and four. And let's set the scene. In Genesis 2, we witnessed the breathtaking creation of mankind in a pristine paradise. It was humanity's birthplace, a haven of intimacy with God, and it was good. And in the beginning, it worked as intended. Everything was perfect. There was no sadness, death, or pain because everything was new. It was fresh. It was perfect the way God intended it to be. It's like driving a new truck or car off the lot, untouched by fries stuck in the seat and coffee spills on the armrest. It smells new because it is new. Adam and Eve lived in paradise. Just imagine a world untouched by sorrow, death, or pain, a place where everything was fresh and perfect. God looked at everything he had created and his evaluation was, that's good. But hold on. Because God's crowning achievement of creation was mankind, and there's more to the story. If Genesis chapter 1 and 2 was paradise, then sadly, Genesis 3 and what follows is a description of paradise lost. And let me make an important and interesting connection for you. Interestingly, many of the major themes from Genesis reappear in the last three chapters of Revelation. For example, the perfection that existed in the Garden of Eden will be brought back. The intimacy between God and humans and humans with each other. See, John wrote in Revelation 21, first four verses. He said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully addressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Now, for me, the connection between Genesis and Revelation is just further proof that Well, all scriptures God breathed. The people who wrote scripture spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, according to Peter the Apostle. Now, I believe that all of the Bible is inspired by God. And so it's shocking. But even even though Adam and Eve lived in paradise, they chose to listen to the devil and doubt God. As a result, paradise doesn't last forever. In fact, While Genesis introduces major players like Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, and while more than half of Hebrews 11 have the New Testament role of faithful referring to those people from Genesis, they're imperfect. That's to say the least, sinful, and at times, downright defiant. Each person faces choices. The choice always is to trust God or to try to outsmart God. See, we forget that although God created humans with the ability to choose, 
we cannot choose the consequences of our choices. Consequences are inexorably linked to choice. You don't need me to tell you, but God lets you choose whatever you want. But we don't get to choose the consequences. As we step into Genesis chapter 3, the story takes a dark turn from paradise to a heartbreaking tale of loss. Enter the serpent, the father of lies, who skillfully weaves deception. And Eve, who's vulnerable to clever lies, gives in to temptation. Adam followed suit. Satan's tactics haven't changed. He's as calculating today as he was then. And one choice... One choice altered everything. It didn't change God's love for them. It changed the quality of their life, and this is important. Through one foolish and rebellious act, eating the fruit that God had forbidden, Adam and Eve lost their innocence, their dignity, their home, and their perfect relationship with God. And their address changed. Their disobedience made life harder. Sin broke the relationship and that sweet fellowship that they had with God. You see, before sin, they walked and talked with God in the garden. After sin, they hid from God. See, that's what sin does. Sin breaks relationships. It breaks the relationship between humans and God, and it breaks, it does the same thing between humans. The ability to choose and reason is the big difference between humans and all other created things. We are created in the image of God. The story of the Bible, which is inspired by God, moves from paradise to brokenness, and from brokenness to redemption, and finally from redemption to restoration. God created humans to live in perfect perfection, in perfect fellowship with himself. And in the end, that's how it's going to be. But for now, we choose to live on mission every day, telling the story of Jesus that moves people from lost to found and from found to fully formed in Christ. All right, to start the conversation, read together Genesis chapters 3 and 4 first, and then say whether you agree or disagree with this statement. Adam and Eve's disobedience in eating the forbidden fruit is the root cause of all human suffering. Now let the conversation begin. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.